0: I'd like to start this week's episode with the most captain obvious statement of all time. This is a different hockey team when Austin Matthews is in the lineup for a multitude of reasons. That was obvious as it gets. Yes. For a multitude of reasons. Selfishly, my enjoyment of watching them, first and foremost, is significantly higher. Yeah. Like, it's, it's tough. It's tough watching them without 34 in the lineup. It's tough. Yeah, obviously. He's the franchise guy. And I honestly think the other night he looked like Connor McDavid. Yeah, he, he that was like, as dominant as I've ever seen him. You and I previously have discussed how we want him to take this next step, not just scoring 50 a year to dominating hockey games. Uh, He, he did that. He yeah. did that the other night. He dominated, like he was dominant, yeah, for the whole game. Oh, just, like just—I don't think you'll ever see Austin Matthews take as many shots as he did that night and not score a goal ever again. Yeah, like and great chances too. Like and and it was—it wasn't just that. It was—it was him down low, like beneath the red line and guys are just trying to get him off the puck. He's using a size and he's doing fancy moves with his sticks and he looks faster through the neutral zone. And I mean, it's just everything. I'm, he looks amazing. So four games in, I want to start with like holistic discussion, like about style of play and whatever, and then we'll get into individual guys. So your biggest takeaway the first week of the season. That's a tough one. Biggest takeaway early in the season, I'd say that they are better than I thought. Oh, okay. Positive, I'd say positive. I'd say that they have played better than I thought they would have to start the season. Not so much result or points oriented, but just shift to shift pressure just things that we kind of want to see improvements on, I think they are improving on. Like, I think the amount of time spent in the Ozone is, is drastically better. Like, just puck, like, they, we're a puck possession team. They actually are a puck possession yep. teams so, through the first four games. Yep. So, I actually think that even though everyone has a hot take about a different player and how they should be doing this and be doing that, overall, other than that one game in Ottawa, I think that they've been pretty good. Um, so on the positive train, I agree with you. The offensive zone time is much better. The cycling is much better. They seem to have like, like it's, it's more sort of energy in the offensive zone. Another positive for me is this new Dean Chenowth. PK philosophy. Oh yeah. PK's goat. Yeah, where yeah. it's like where it's like we're just gonna attack you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's goat. They're they're always in good position. They're really aggressive. It's like they watched how every team defended them last year, and yeah. their crap power play, and just completely copied it. Well, Dean Chenoweth came from Carolina, so he probably came and said, this is how we defended you last sh- or two years ago. Yeah, it's it's drastically better. It, yeah. And it's like they, they throw, like, everybody out there, it mm-hmm. seems like. It, it, like, I mean, Matthew, you're not going to see Matthews out there, but. William Nylander. But yeah, like, they're, they're willing to just throw guys out there because you don't have to be, like, a specific. When somebody, this this, this, this is what kills me in hockey. <laughs> this guy's a penalty killer. It's like, that means he's so- other role, <laughs> so don't give me that. This guy's a great penalty killer. I could make anybody into a great penalty killer, yep. but Mitch Marner has turned into a pretty good penalty killer, and they're playing this style that this guy, this system they've put in place to a T, and it's looked very good so far. Um, something that I think I haven't loved is obviously I'm going to save the power play for you, but I think I think I think they're. I think their defense core as a whole is not a Stanley Cup defense core. That is no. that's probably my second captain obvious statement uh, yeah. so far, in under five minutes in on this show. No, but it's just like it's just like you got Riley, you got Brody, and it's like okay, that's that's an that's a legit NHL defense pairing. Even though Morgan Riley one shift I love him, and the next shift I'm screaming at him. Yeah. Then you got Hole and Muzzin, who I I'm gonna be honest, I don't think Jake Muzzin's been very good. No, he has, four games. He no. looks like he's step behind. What did you do in the off season? Like, did you did you what did you do? Because you look no. you look like three steps behind. And then they have this weird sort of like, for five and six, it's this sort of circle or triangle rather of Dermot, Sandine, Lilligren, and they kind of rotate through those. Yeah. Three. I I personally don't like the pairing of Sandine and Durman. I think it makes no sense. And I think it's pretty clear from watching Sheldon Keefe and how he's talked about Travis Dermott in public and the way he's just progressively moved down the lineup. He's not a fan. Like, I, I don't I don't know what his future is on this hockey team. I have no idea. Like, what is Travis Durman? I feel like he kinda he doesn't. He doesn't know what he is, or he hasn't figured it out yet. Are Are you a offensive defenseman? Which I thought when they drafted him, knowing him in his teenage years, guy who played AAA. He was like one of the goats. He was so good. I thought he was gonna be a skilled guy, and and then sometimes he shows some like physicality, and then but like he's not really that tough, and then sometimes like he rarely he, chips in offensively. Yeah, and he yeah. just sometimes he just makes an errant pass. It's yeah. just. I don't know. I I don't know if it's in its head now. Like you, you move down the lineup, you've been here a while. Some guys are gonna rise above that, and some guys are gonna be like, Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Like, you know. So I, I I think that pairing is is not going to work long term. So would you would you take Dermot out and give Lilligren more of a look? Yeah, but even that pairing is no good yeah. either. Yeah. You know who I want? Like everyone's a bunch of Leaf fans are gonna punch me in the face right now, but this is for the lack of a good comparison. I want to see Rasmus Sandin play with like Roman Polak. Yeah. Like Carl Gunnarsson. Just somebody who who uh, analytic guys are going to hate yep. and I'm going to like because they're just a steady, big stay-at-home defenseman. Bogosian. I think that's who Rasmus Sandin needs to play with. I don't think he needs to play with another guy who's trying to move the puck as much as he is yep. because – I don't think Rasmus and a very good skater. So I think if you have a guy behind him all the time to watch out for him, I think that's the way to go on that third pairing. I I love Travis Dermott. I I like him a lot, but I just, I don't, I don't know where he's going. I don't Um, know. Okay. Talk to me about the power play. I don't get it. Like I don't, you watch the top line. And and all these dudes are so talented. They're so good. But they just, like, they move the puck around at a snail's pace, number one. Number two, everybody knows it's going to Matthews. And and he doesn't have the OV1 timer that can literally, like, puncture your stomach. It's that hard. He's looking for that wrist shot. So he's going to take a little time to kind of come around, get set up, take that wrist shot. And you're watching the way the Rangers were defending him the other night, and like they're just cheated over to that side. And then if that shot's not available, then they're either forcing it, and that's a problem, or they're they're kicking it out to Nylander. And I need to see a little more something from other guys on that power play. Like, we can't just be going to Matthews all the time. I always say that they don't have a play, but it's like they do, but they don't know how to execute it properly. And then once they don't execute it, it's just like, they don't get a shot, they don't get a chance, they shoot it into shin pads, they don't get an open look, a guy's not in front of the net. I, I just think I, I don't know what they need to do, but it's it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I don't think that their power play has gotten any better so far at the start of the season. It's the same old stuff to do me. Do you think that there's some sort of like mental carryover from last season? Like they're in their head about like how terrible it was last year, still a little bit. I, I see that uh, at times with the team in general. Yeah. I, I just, I see uh, like a mix of dudes that for where they're positioned on the ice and, and where they decide to pass. Like it's just, it's, it doesn't work for some reason. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It hasn't worked. And moving martyr to the middle of the ice, like, oh, wow. And now he's just out of the play the, completely. The like if you put him in the middle of the ice, like he didn't touch the puck on the power play. And if he does, it's a quick little shot that is just not it's not good they need to find another scoring threat other than austin matthews which william nylander can be yeah so maybe toss it to nylander's side let him shoot the puck more like i just i don't know man they gotta figure it out but that those mix of guys it's just not it's not working yeah so i want to talk about specific players here we already talked about austin matthews um i want to go to mitch marner um the performance through the first week of the season has not been great. Um, but to me, it's like, I look at, I look at Mitch Martyr and I think here's a guy who fair or unfair, right or wrong was, took the punishment for what happened in the, in the Habs series. Like he, he got torched all off season and i see that in his play. He looks like a guy to me who is gripping the stick way too hard, who is absolutely petrified to make a mistake. He's out there kind of buzzing around, he's not taking the game over like he like he normally does. It, to me, he just looks like a guy. So the point i'm trying to make here is i'm not as i'm worried about him. Uh, there's some there's some guys, one guy in particular on this team that i'm very worried about. I'm not really worried about Mitch Marner. I think he's no. just got to play. He's got to get the kinks out, and he'll he'll get going. It's just don't worry about it. Go out there. Play your game. Learn. Like, go and see a sports psychologist. Do something. Yeah. Learn how to block the noise. Go talk to William Nylander. Yeah. William Nylander took a beating from half of this fan base since the moment he yeah. showed up. Including and look me. at him now. Yeah. Including you. And look at him now. Yeah. He's one of their best players. Yeah. I, I I, mean, you can't say that Marner hasn't gotten chances this year. Like, he, he's always in the thick of things in the ozone. It's just, if he's not producing, then, like, what is he doing, really? I know he's getting chances, and when you get chances, they're eventually going to go in, and he's too skilled, blah, 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 but he needs to produce. Like, it's just flat out. He's that good. He's that dominant. He's that good at getting points in the NHL that he needs to start producing. And I think he's been okay. But I, but you need to start producing. Let's dovetail into William Nylander. William yeah. Nylander is a brand new man. Yeah, that that uh, six point nine is looking pretty good right now. That's just something to, like, it's just something to remember that how young these kids are and mm. how like it, it there is a maturing process that happens. Yeah, and like he. You can just see it too this year in his interviews and stuff. He just, he he's more like, like he's talked about wanting a leadership role. He's talked about, like he just seems like a switch has gone off in his head. Yeah. And he gets it now. And he's like, and also he, he I've noticed there's less play on the periphery because of that switch I just alluded to. He's kind of like, no, I'm better than you. Yeah. I can go get this puck. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. He's not, he's not like, he's not a big guy, but he's not small. No, like he, he looks pretty like, okay out there mm-hmm. no he's been good like yeah. there's just flat out i don't think you could expect any more or any less from the guy i think they should give him more looks on the power play but i he's been pretty good they got an issue on their left side yeah um <laughs> just because a guy looks good in the preseason does not mean that when the games get real he's gonna he's gonna carry that over yeah. and you know who i'm talking about like Nick Ritchie mm-hmm. is lost out there, and I'm starting to agree with some of the takes we're hearing on the radio now about how like he's just in a role he can't like he's just not a top line guy. Yeah, like he should be in more of like a third line role. The thing about Nick Ritchie is you got to remember that if you look at the scouting report on Nick Ritchie, big guy who plays small, mm-hmm. and the Boston Bruins. At the end of the season, they just looked at him and said, bye. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he was like a coveted free agent. Mm-hmm. They just let him, they just let him walk and the Leafs picked him up. So, I mean, on paper, it looks good. It's like a big winger who theoretically can get out front of the net and sort of maybe bring a physical um, style of play to that line to help open up space for Matthews and Marner, but he just it's he looks like he's completely lost out there. And Matthews said as much after the game that yeah. he straight up said like you know with with rich we got to work on our like chemistry a little bit right cuz the guy's out there he doesn't know what to do yeah no it's a it's a tough go i he hasn't looked good yeah. and he hasn't really done that much in any sort of area and he's in a really tough spot yeah. like Going up to that top line, expecting to fit in and provide something four games in where you either haven't had time to develop chemistry or you're just flat out not good enough to play on that top line. I think it's more that, but I mean, it's only been four games. Like I know, I don't think he's going to get any better, yeah. but I don't, I don't think he can get any worse no. than he's doing right now. Yeah. And, and you know what kills me about this too, is people are like, Oh, well, what about the contract? Guys making two and a half, yeah, like yeah. that's 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 nothing. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, it, he's gonna be a guy who goes up and down the lineup. Um, he's not gonna last up there. Who's gonna replace him? I have no idea. Yeah. Like look at the look at the bottom six. Well, who's coming up? Let's let's talk about the other left winger who's played very well through four games. Who this city? Michael Bunting is the way that this fan base is treating Michael Bunting is what makes Lee fans frustrating at times. It's they get him in the off season and there's a segment of this fan base who is ready to anoint him, the savior. Okay. We poked a lot of fun at that. But if you go back and check the tape, we were fair. Like we didn't like, we 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 were very open and said, we're not Michael Bunting experts, but I just, I feel bad for the guy because there are people in this fan base who are ready to like anoint him, as the next Zach Hyman, yeah, he goes out there. He plays really well. He's he's excelling in this in this bottom six role that he's in, and like, I just don't know. The guy's played under forty games in the National Hockey League, yeah. And so it's like if you if you put him up there with with Matthews and not sure he he will. I just think the expectations are getting out of sorts. Like it's a lot of pressure. Yes, playing if, up if of he that goes line, up man. there, if he goes up there. And he doesn't look good. It's because he's he still needs time to like marinate a little bit. And it's like why he's played well through four games is because Keefe is putting him in, in a position to succeed. Yeah, he's kind of in a hybrid role right now. Yeah. Like he he's in the top six, but he's not fully playing top six minutes. Yes, yet. yes. Like he, he's he's on that line with Tavares and Nylander, but there are shifts where. Nylander's up with the top line, or they'll just load up a line after well, you think a, a, if, a penalty if, kill. If Mikheyev or, didn't get hurt, he'd be in the bottom six. Bunting would be in the bottom six. Yeah. Well, maybe it would be Richie after these yeah, four yeah, games. Yeah. But, yeah, Michael Bunting, it, we like him because he goes to the net. Yeah. Like, the goalie scored the other night. They're, they're facing a a phenom of a goalie. Like, mm. the guy is gross. Shisterkin. Oh, like... Who's who? How, how would you like to have that guy pegged as your franchise goalie, goalie for the next Right 10 after years? this is like this is like a Brett Favre to oh. Aaron Rodgers scenario where like Hank Lundquist hangs it up yeah. and the, and in comes Shasken. Oh,
1: yeah, he's like
0: 2 for 2 on names this week. But 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 uh like bunting the goalie scored the other night. Like that's a goal. They're yeah. going to have to get in the play to get in the playoffs yeah. or or in a tight game like they played the other night. They couldn't find the other one, yeah. but I mean, he got that one. If you really think about it, they didn't clean. They didn't beat that guy clean on one shot yeah. all night. Yeah. But let, let's let's just be happy for for how he's played so far. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves because that's just what everyone's doing. He's already on up on the top line and like have the fan base's yeah. mind. Like he already needs to be up there. He's already Zach Hyman. He's already replacing him. It, it's they're in a tough spot. You're right on the left side. It's it's they don't like who who it's going to go up there if richie doesn't pan out like it's just they they're short dudes like they don't have a lot of depth for top six forwards to play with those guys so they better hope richie works out or else michael bunting's going to be going up and down the top first and well, second do, line would, all season long with like with mckayev out and and i'm not sitting here saying like Mikhaev would make a world world of difference even with mckayev i don't think they're very good on the yeah. left side do you give Kerfoot a look up there? Yeah, with, yeah. With Marner and Matthews, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably who you're putting up there. Yeah, and and it just it just makes me think that do we overthink this? We need the perfect third man for Austin and Mitch. Like I feel like Nick Richie's definitely not getting it done. Yeah, but like I feel like sometimes people are just trying to find that just perfect fit. And yeah, it's his like, name his name is Zach homin He you, plays for the Edmonton Oilers. You need to find a dude who's just pretty good and yeah. does good things around the ice. Yes. You don't need to find a guy who's going to be reading off Matthews because he can't read off Matthews. Cause he's not as good as Austin Matthews. Yeah. There's only two guys on this team with the high enough skill level to play together. It's Marner and Matthews. Their, their IQs are huge. It's hard for a guy to step in there and that is not happening I see those two lines those those four they're staying where they are but it's 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 just like you're gonna have to find a dude on that line who you you just need to find something you're happy with because that perfect guy that everyone's looking for or or the type of role they see a guy playing on that line I just don't think it exists on this team I just don't I you need to find a guy who can forecheck and and maybe chip in the odd Gino you know um I don't think there's anything left to say about Jack Campbell that hasn't already been said. He's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. He's been their best player every single time he's been out there. Um, You couldn't have asked for more from the guy. I hope he stays healthy. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> effing frustrated that Peter Morazic, like what are we doing? Like guy goes out there and gets hurt two periods in. And it's like I'm not like okay like I'm sorry you got in it, but it's like of course this happens. Like you go and get the guy who is gonna supposed to be like a tandem goaltender with um, Jack Campbell. Yeah, and here we are on the heels of a back to back and. Michael Hutchinson yeah. is going to play one of the games. You're it's already just having like, the, the Hutch conversation. Yeah, we're already talking about Hutch coming up. So it's like, I don't, and I don't want to, I don't want to crap all over Hutch. I actually thought Hutch played pretty good for them last year. Yeah. Two years ago was a different story, but last year I thought he was pretty good when they called upon him. So I just, I don't know. Um, All right. I, I don't want to, I've been saving it till last. I don't want to skirt around it anymore because I want to spend some real time talking about this. I'm very worried about John Tavares. Um, This is a difficult conversation to have because you look at John Tavares and you look at who he is as a player, the role he's in, the fact that he's a captain, and you also look at his salary. And I do not like playing hindsight 2020 with signing John Tavares. I I think it's BS. I think any one of us any one of us would have done what Kyle Dubas did and signed John. We were all stoked. We were all over, over the moon when it happened, but. Oh, like they're, they're in trouble a little bit with him. Like he, he doesn't look very good. He looks like the same sort of slow player. Who's a step behind everybody who like at his age is a senior citizen in the national hockey league. And the problem with him playing this way is the fact that he makes $11 million. Into- yeah. You cannot it's, have... It's hard to avoid the the cap conversation. Because you, you, that, that's what it's about. Yeah. Because he's it, not even that bad. He's a good hockey player. He does good things out there. Like he, It's not like he's out there and he sucks. No. But he's, he's just not giving you what you need from him, based on his salary, and I hate, I hate the NHL for this. Like, yeah. this is so stupid. How yeah. every time, me and you have to come on here and have this stupid conversation yeah. about expectations versus contract, and it's oh, and the it salary sucks. cap. The salary cap. Just, just a quick deviant. We'll come back sucks. to Tavares. You and I don't like getting cut up and all like the the external NHL stories, like the story about e bugs and stuff. But it's like the fact that they had to. The fact that they had to call up a goalie from the University of Toronto because we can't circumvent the cap. Like, they can't pay a luxury tax. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And this is why we could, we stay away from this. We try to be a Leaf Central show, but the National Hockey League... God, you suck sometimes. Oh. Like, you suck sometimes. Anyways, back yeah, to John Tavares. Yeah, it's just... It's so, you can't, you can't talk about him without bringing up the contract and it's exhausting, but it's just, if we're going to talk about him, it starts there because I don't think he's that bad. Like he's pretty good. He's a good player. Good things happen when he's on the ice, but he's just not giving you what other teams who are paying players less than him and are in the same role as he is, but they're providing more. Like, he's got to score. Yeah. Like, he's got to put points on the board for, to earn that money. If he's not putting points on the board, like, winning face-offs can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it, it's nice that you went 11-2 and two on the draws the other night, but you, you got to start putting the the biscuit in the basket soon. Or else, it, it, they're going to be a little short for scoring. If, if Like, when Matthews is held off the board. Like, you saw it the other night. I know they played a a phenom of a goaltender, but, like, Marner... Not getting points, Tavares not getting points. Like Nylander's been pretty good. Matthews is gonna get his, and then after that, it's like, ooh. you hope you hope having Matthews back puts Tavares in a more advantageous situation. But therein lies the problem, in that like you cannot be paying your second line center second line centerman who plays like a second line to third line centerman, $11 yeah, million. Dollars. That's the problem. I know, but there's literally if, if he was nothing there, they can do about if it. If he was out there and they were, a, like the way it was always envisioned, where it was like a one-two punch down the middle, where it's like you got Matthews and then you got Tavares and who are the other teams going to put their best defenders on and so on and so forth. Like, it's, it's not even close. Like, that's the point I'm trying to make, is it's like, it's not even like, is, are the other teams even that worried about John right now? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I just, it, and it pains me. It pains me because I love Johnny. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. I, I, like, I love that he does. came home and I love that they gave him the C and yeah. I love that they, but it's like, man, Johnny, like, and dude, like, we, I guarantee you on like a bi weekly basis, we, we're going to be having the same conversation. Yeah. Like this, we're literally going to have this conversation 78 times this season yeah. because. Uh-huh. He's going to go three games without getting a goal. And it's like, it's just, for me, it's less about like, like you said, it's like, it's, it's, he doesn't even look like that much of a threat. I know. But like, he's not a bad player. No, like, he's not. No, he's not. Hate. it's like, I, I, I don't like being like, this guy's playing like shit right now. Cause I don't think he's playing like shit. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not scoring. He's mm-hmm. not providing anything. Like you said, it's actually the perfect way to put it. He's not a threat on the ice. No, he's not. He, he, he's a guy who's down low, who can tip in pucks and, yeah. and bang in goals. But, like, is he curling around for a beauty anymore? No. Like, no. no. Rarely. Rarely. Like, so, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. You just You just hope that maybe bunting can just stay with them and he can chip in and Nylander can have a better year. And I just think if if you look at work around it, I know it's only four games. So you could probably put this in the hot take category, but if you look at, if you look at them right now, like if I was going to sum them up, I would say this is a team that should, should make the playoffs. Like should, if they play to their capability, they should not be in a race. They should, they should easily get into the playoffs, but do they have the defense core? No, and are they strong enough down the left side to win a Stanley Cup? And right now, I don't believe that is the case. Well, do they have the the fortitude to, to, to push through adversity, as lame as that sounds? Like, it's just, there's those question marks everywhere. Like, it's just... If they keep playing the way they played the other night, obviously it's not going to be like that every single night, but if they can keep within that range for the entire season, they will make the playoffs. Wake up, look at the standings. Buffalo's three and zero. Detroit's three. Oh, and one Sabers. Yeah. Like the Habs are done already. Yeah, the like Habs, season's over. Yeah. Might as well cancel the season. If the I'm the Habs. Habs, if I'm the Habs, just throw, just lose 82. Like get the first overall pick, They're like you, know, you don't have carry price. You don't have done. Shea Weber. Yeah. I I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. (laughs) Because you know they'll be in the comments. Well, like, I got to keep the Habs fans coming back because they're so sensitive that they give us the most views on our videos. As soon as they see us slandering anything Canadians, they're 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 on there crying. Hey, you know what? As someone who is a huge believer in Phil Deneau like I am, you shouldn't shouldn't, uh, have let him go. Carey Price is in his prime. Yeah, you shouldn't have let him go. Uh, All right, before we get out of here, just... (sighs) Through the first week, give me a letter grade. I'm going with with a with a solid. No, I gotta go B minus. Yeah. because I haven't liked some of the slow starts. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, based off my expectations, I'll go B plus mm-hmm. because Jack Campbell's been unreal. Mm-hmm. Like that's yes. that's a huge plus. Yeah, and their penalty kill's been good. I think they're doing. I think they're just playing a better structure. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think overall, it's been better. They just need their top guys to score. If their top guys are scoring right now, like, they're 4-0. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, it's – and that's something they usually have. That's, like, the thing that's money in the bank for them is they're getting production from their skilled players. But if they keep kind of just playing the system that – like, this is the system that Keith wants to play. Yeah. And and having guys like David Camp come in, even though they don't exactly – and who else? Kasha. Kasha. I know they—they don't—they're not the sexiest players ever, but th- those are guys you could plug into a system, and they're going to yeah. play it. But yeah. you need—you need guys to score. So, yep. So only time will tell. We head into the first back-to-back, and Michael Hutchinson will be playing one of the games. So, which one—the first one or the second one? Well, you know what's funny is you is, could go with the Babcock theory. Yeah, I knew <laughs> Times that. I hear that today. Well, yeah. I'm going to go for the two guaranteed points. There's no guaranteed points in the NHL. I know. I know. There's none. I know. Go, uh, all you sports betting people who listen to this podcast, who who bets on the NHL? Yeah. Nobody, yeah. because it's random. Yeah. It's so random. Like there's no guarantee. Like yes, the Sharks are worse team than the Penguins, but I, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't. I don't get caught up in that conversation. You just you play who you play, and if that night is the night where Michael Hutchinson's gonna only let in two goals or three goals and they're going to score, it's going to happen. If he's going to go in and give up seven, that's going to happen. You know, I I just, who cares? Play who you want to play. Go out, figure it out. Mic drop. Thank you very much for checking us out this week, everybody. If you like what you see, head to our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Like, subscribe, spread the word, tell your friends. Also, don't forget to uh, hit the like and subscribe button here on YouTube as well. Leave a comment, do something, engage thumbs up do something do something nick richie do do something something. that's what i'm gonna start putting at the end of these videos i'm just gonna write thanks for watching do something thanks everybody we'll see you next week thanks everybody we'll see you next week hi i'm logan anderson host of the say the damn score podcast on my show i deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by you guessed it talking to sportscasters